Oh, we boy. have a lot to cover on today's episode. Welcome to the most up and down episode you've ever listened to. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So, yeah, so somehow we have gone through. Okay, first of all, this is basically an entire month recap in a way. Yeah, because yeah, I know it is. After the Broncos, the Broncos game was on October first, but since then we played four games. Yep, this is all of October. <laughs> we are literally recording this on the thirty first. Yeah, today uh, was the trade deadline, which we'll get to in a while because we got a lot of other stuff to cover first. Mostly a lot of we're back and it's over, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's okay. start with the Washington. You know, all right. Well, um, we, we, we got to go through. We got to go through. Um. Oh Lord! Post Broncos moves. Oh, okay. Because we got a couple moves. So first of all, so everyone knows that Chase Claypool was inactive for that Broncos game, and the Bears told him to stay Neo. away. <laughs> the Bears basically told you, "Okay, yeah, fuck off." <laughs> and so, um, the Bears during this uh, week, um, signed Deron Harmon, a safety off of the Ravens practice squad. He's an eleven-year veteran. He got the start against the Chargers, but we'll get to that later. Um. I don't. I didn't really notice him much on the field, but like, he's a veteran, provides some veteran presence. Okay, whatever. He's got four rings with the Patriots. Yeah. Anyways, um, Tevin Jenkins was designated to return to practice that week, along with Doug Kramer, and Jenkins was activated for the Washington game, and he did not get into every snap, but when he played, he was the best player on that field. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Best offensive lineman, because we'll get to it. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, yeah, so um, unfortunately, right before this game, we learned of the tragic passing of Dick Buckus, yep. who is a Bears legend. And it's been – it's sad. It is. Yeah, it, it really is because he, he's been in the media. He's one of those, like, legends that was frequently in the media and always, you know, voiced his opinion. He was always, like – he never, like, bought into like, Oh, I'm just going to say what they want me to know. He said what he thought about the team, whether it was good, whether it was bad. He was, he yeah. was deep, deep down, he was a Bears fan because he, he grew up in the area. Um, You know, he, he's a true, like, homegrown. He was on the field for week one. Yeah. It's really sad that he did not get to experience a win. And he died the day of the win, too. It's They did it for him. They did. Um, they um they crushed to Washington. Um, <clears throat> let's get a little bit of foreshadowing here. Um, yeah. Um, Darnell Wright also put up a good game against uh, everyone. <laughs> against everyone. Yeah, especially against. Especially, the... uh... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we'll get to that in a bit. But um, yeah. So in this game, the Bears absolutely cooked the first half. DJ Moore dropped over forty fantasy points, which that was the. That was the best game I've ever seen by a Bears wide receiver. He drops 49 fantasy points. Yeah, that was insane. Um, Justin Fields, four touchdowns. Everyone thought the last two weeks just turning around. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Cole Komet also caught a touchdown. Khalil Herbert did get hurt, and so did Roshan Johnson. So uh, we had Kari blast the game, fielding snaps from the backfield, but that was like by the end of the game. Um, oh, and we got five sacks in this game. We did. Hell, even Rasheem Green put up a sack. Which is generational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, Grace Sherman got an interception. We absolutely cooked them. They looked like they were going to pull Broncos and come back into it early in the second half, but 
some lucky bounces for us worked and we ended up winning 40 to 20 and we finally won a game and everyone else and everyone's like okay we've got some momentum the vikings will be without justin jefferson next week um but the bears were also without Khalil herbert who was on ir so was that going to be st brown they and, also um, um between weeks lost luke gets his brain uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah apparently the return of darrington evans lost his brain despite the fact that Dirt and Evans has actually looked really good since coming back. Just, we'll get to that in a bit though. Yeah. Um Kyler Gordon, I bl- yeah, Kyler Gordon returned um this game. Um I didn't really see him much on the field and uh a lot of us who would do the weekly predictions, apart from three of us predicted the Bears to beat the Vikings because of no Justin Jefferson. And somehow, all the offensive progress we made the last two weeks, despite the Vikings not having a good defense, went to shit because Brian Flores decided to spam blitz on Larry Borm, and it's caused for disaster. We had no chip protection. We oh, also feels regressed to his bad habits of holding onto the ball for way too long. Yeah, which is why he ended up getting hurt. It was just a mess of everything that could go wrong went wrong, and. Getsy's play calling was terrible. Fields was not playing good. Larry Matt Eberfuss actually had a good game coaching the defense. Um, he by did. the way, if Tyson Bajant, his first passing play, I can't even really call it a passing play, um, he fumbled the ball and the Vikings scored. Had that play not happened, the Bears would have won by one point. Hmm. But instead, Bajant comes in. He looks decent. Everyone's like, okay. And then he throws possibly the worst interception I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. But somehow, after that, uh, uh, that game, Bears, Bears, uh, Bears. Oh no! Do we have to cover the? Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm. Gonna, I guess we can cover Bears Twitter. I'm gonna cover Bears Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Well, I guess, I guess we'll get to them after the the Raiders game. It's more fitting that we. Yeah, actually, let's yeah. um let's cover some moves in between weeks. So the Bears hired Phil Snow to be their defensive co- uh, defensive analyst. The what position that they've been looking for, um, since uh <clears throat> left and um, this dude's a former Panthers defensive coordinator. He was decent. He's not his role is to look ahead to future opponents. So there's that. He's basically a scout essentially. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, um. Dislocated his right thumb, which has been kept him out since that game against Minnesota and about the first drive of the second half. Um, Terrell Smith got mono. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate, Nate Davis suffered a high ankle sprain, but Nate Davis has looked really good. Oh, and also because of Fields getting uh, having that dislocated ankle, uh, thumb, the Bears decided to sign Mr. Trace McSorley to the practice squad. Throw it on a dime. Oh. Anyway, so Tyson Bajant started against the Raiders. Um, Doug Kramer returned, but he did not play, even though he probably should get center snaps because for some reason every other center we have sucks. Um, Joe Juan Williams was signed to the practice squad after being released and flexed for the Raiders game. Um, he was actually released from the practice squad today, um, funny enough. Um, and then we get to the Raiders game, and uh, let's just call this the Deontay Foreman masterclass. It was uh, three touchdowns, eighty something yards. He was he was going crazy. 
Yeah, 120 total yards if you include the passing, uh, receiving yards. Um, defense was cooking. Tremaine had a pick, and then Jalen Johnson, uh, with two interceptions, one of them being a pick six, and then literally getting his third career interception five minutes later in of real time. Yeah, um, great game by JJ. The after effects were not worth it. Uh- yeah, um, so Jalen told his told uh six seventy score the next morning that his representatives were working on a on a contract extension with the Bears, and nothing bad came out of that. Will nothing bad came out of that? They they they're they're still working on getting that deal. Uh, and actually, we have some things to talk about that later. It but was I almost think- it was almost terrible, but we're we're in smoother water right now but i believe it is time to um oh. it's time to discuss bears twitter oh jesus god um okay <laughs> so after bajant put up a a good game pretty good game for an undrafted rookie uh it was it was controversy time woohoo <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah, so Bajan put up 161 yards, one touchdown. And he was almost hailed as the next savior of the franchise. Actually not almost, he was by some people. Not by me. I I I, I and you, but we quickly were able there's two sides to this. There was the Bajenda and then there was him and then there was the Peterman perspective in the middle. <laughs> And the Peterman perspective noticed noted that Tyson Bajant looks more like a serviceable backup and more in my opinion, he looks more like a Gardner Minshew clone. I just Bajant's a great backup. He's not gonna start over Justin if Justin's healthy. I don't know what the I mean that default of Velas was underthrown on Sunday, but we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, no. He was and then Adam Schefter didn't ha- only like fueled the fire, which really that just made me mad. Oh yeah, he like oh yeah 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 it's time for Bajant time and uh and uh the natural impact happened later that things went poorly. So yeah, so you know we're riding off this win against Brian Hoyer and um they also designated to re- Braxton Jones and Khalid Kareem to come back. I should mention that. Um, Jaquan Brisker was sick, and then he got – and it turns out it was a concussion. Yeah, but somehow that was, like, the weirdest concussion situation I've ever heard of. Yeah, I think there's something terribly wrong with our team doctors if they – if it took them that long to put him in concussion protocol. No, he cleared concussion protocol, and then he got sick, and then somehow he wound up getting another concussion. <laughs> Lord, he fell down the stairs. <laughs> the mono, he beat the mono allegations at least. Those are the same stairs Tevin broke his legs on and Braxton hurt his neck. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Braxton will be back soon, hopefully. They activated Khalid Kareem, but after today's move, they released him. And also, <laughs> I, also I, after his play on Sunday. Who? Ooh, Khalid Kareem. Oh my God! He had a, <laughs> to be fair, I don't even know why he was in that position. I don't know either, but come on, man. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I I'm fine with. I'm fine. It, it was for it forced fourth down at least. 
anyways, um, so yeah, so Khalid Kareem, he'll be back on the practice squad, I assume, tomorrow because that's probably why they released Joe Juan Williams from the practice squad. Um, and then on Saturday, Mike Florio tweeted out a rumor that the Bears were linked to a potential deal for Chase Young. Now, we'll get to this in a second because to a Washington edge rusher. Possibly, potentially. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, apparently the asking price was a second-round pick, though. We'll see later that they didn't end up getting that. Um, yeah, so Khalid Kareem was activated off IR. Aviante Collins was released. Um, AJ Thomas was released from the practice squad. And Brisker was ruled out on Saturday. So, there's that. And then we have the actual game to get to. <sighs> Most of us predicted a loss. Um, I predicted a a gentle lot. Well, I didn't actually predict anything. You didn't actually predict anything because of college looking, applications. Yeah. You were ruled out. <laughs> but, oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It was not fun. For, as soon as the Chargers scored their second touchdown, I knew that that game was over. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so first play of the game, Bajan throws a deep ball to Darnell Mooney. Mooney makes a spectacular catch and should have kept running because he was never actually touched down and should have had a touchdown. But the ref ball decided to blow the whistle. Um, yeah. So that killed all momentum early on. We had to punch that drive. Um then the Chargers went down predictably and scored a touchdown because that's always what happens on Sunday Night Football. Um, couldn't do shit second drive. Had to punt. Um, Chargers went down scored a touchdown. Um, Bajan threw a bad interception. Chargers went down, kicked a field goal. And then that fourth drive, Tyson Bajan rolls out left, 40 yards, has a deep ball downfield. Valus Jones Jr. wide open in the end zone to make up for all the mistakes. Dropped. Slips on his ass and drops the ball when he had it in his hands on the ground. Now, to be fair to him, the ball was underthrown. It was not but in stride, no. But if it was in stride, I get I Vilas probably catches it. But to but the only the re, way he slipped, you could tell is that it was because of the turf. Like you could tell that you could see like him kicking up the turf, fucking black pebbles. Um, but even still, that's a ball you still got to come down, especially if you have it in your hands. It bobbled in and out of his hands, too. Yeah, that's the worst part. Now, again, if it was hit in stride, it's probably caught and scored. But again, another <laughs> mistake to go on the Vila's highlight reel. <laughs> um, after that, oh, Darrington Evans eventually scored a touchdown, which was cool. Yes, he finally got his first Bears touchdown. Um, and then things just got even worse. Um, they went down quickly and scored before half to go up 24 to seven, went down, kicked a field goal, 27 to seven, um, continued to do bears, continue to do complete shit. Um, wait, hold up. Oh no, wait, they got stuffed on a fourth and one, which is why the Chargers got the ball and kicked that field goal. Um, oh Yeah. Can't forget. Then um then they went downfield again after going down thirty to seven. Bajan got picked, but it turns out it wasn't actually picked. 
Chargers turned the ball over on downs. Um, Bajan ended up throwing an interception. Um, not a good one either. Um, actually, no. I think he, I think Mooney got hit, and that's and that popped the ball out. It was a suicide pass. We forced the turnover. Um, we did. TJ Edwards recovered a fumble. Oh, cool. I, Bears I, went down I, and scored a touchdown, and then and then predictably failed the two point conversion. Um, got the ball back on a punt, kneeled the ball, and the game was over. A very uneventful bear, a typical Bears Sunday night football game. And then, and to be honest, I don't actually think we've won a game on Sunday night since we hosted the Rams in 2018, which I believe is the last Sunday night football game we've actually hosted. I wonder why. <laughs> Soldier failed. Lord. Remember that Bears and Rams rivalry? They tried to make a thing. I thought. I like if you were like a little kid, you would think the Rams and Giants were in our division. Like during the Matt Nagy era, I swear to God, we played those two every. We year. did. We played them every year. Yeah. And the only reason we played the Giants last year is because that's when the division came around. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So the Chargers game happens. Everyone's like, "Oh, okay." So now we're heading to the trade deadline at two and six. Ryan Pohl said we'll probably be s- quiet, not sellers, but quiet. Um, maybe pull off a minor trade here or two, maybe get some depth at certain positions. I don't know. And then Matt Eberflus drops a bombshell on us yesterday that Tyson Bajan will start against the Saints. Predictably, which we can probably predict means that the Bears had known that Fields' injury would be longer than, like, a couple weeks. But, like... They didn't want to say anything about it. Um, I will – I'll quickly explain something. I saw a lot of people questioning after Iberfus announced that Bajan would start against the Saints, why they didn't put Fields on IR. Um, I don't know if you had that same thought or not, but um, – I, I know why. They – because – it's a it's a tricky injury. Like it, it... no, it's it's not about it's not about the injury itself. I'll explain it. And you'll and this is also why Nate Davis, who is supposed to have a four to six week injury, and Terrell Smith, whose mono is going to take three to four weeks, um, these are the why they were actually not put on IR. So teams now get eight designate to returns from IR. The Bears have used five of them. Oh my God! What? And not only that, they still have Khalil Herbert, Equinemius St. Brown, and Josh Blackwell on IR. If you put Fields, Nate Davis, and Terrell Smith on IR, three of those players are done for the year. Jeez. So that's why you'll know – that's why the Bears didn't actually put those players on IR because they knew that their season wasn't going to be over but they also didn't want to have to, like, use all their designations to return. They'll probably only from here on out put a player on IR if they know they're going to miss the remainder of the season. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was yesterday's event. Um, nothing truly big happened yesterday until about 1130 at night when, out of fucking nowhere, Jalen Johnson requested trade. I was, in, you know, just in my bed. Dylan and boom. 
Yeah. Like um, I was I was honestly stunned when I saw that tweet. So this was like the whole Roquan thing, except eight times the speed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he asked for the money. They said their agents are working on it. Negotiations fell through. Boom, trade. Yeah. Um Um I just I honestly I don't I, think what, that... what it seems like is that Jalen's asking for way too much money. There were rumors that he was asking for up to twenty three million a year. Which if he was asking for twenty three million a year, that's honestly absurd. Okay, anyways, so Jalen wanted twenty three million dollars, which is absurd. Absurd. There's no bad guy in this situation. I, I know how polls is being is being painted out. And I Pulse is being painted out to be like a villain because he's not paying players, overpaying players for what they want, like Ryan Pace would. At first, I agreed because I didn't know how much Jalen wanted. Then I found out how much Jalen wanted. I'm like, oh, brother. After I, I saw the report that there could be up to, tw- I think it was more around the 20 million range. But if he a- is actually asking for 23 million, which would be the highest paid safety, or not safety, highest paid corner by $2 million a year, he's not that. I- I'm-, I'm sorry. You are really good, Jalen. You I don't, are arguably I honestly top don't five. You arguably are a top five shutdown corner. You're not a top one corner though. I, I honestly don't think he we can get him cheaper than twenty mil too, because twenty mil is like Jair money. He's I love. He's him. better than Jair. That's Jair's overpaid right now. It's fun. Yeah, but, but he's not. He's not better than Ramsey. Ramsey's making that much too. I love. Him. Yeah, but, dude, you you gotta you gotta simmer down a little. Like, I I hope what Jalen learned today from other teams while exploring a trade is that no you're not actually worth that much actually no there were offers on the table for him that's that's what i remember they had offers confirmed from the niners the bills and the steelers and I, what polls did was kind of smart he said oh yeah i'll trade him if you overpay the hell out of me like he yeah. jacked he jacked I, from at least what i heard he jacked jalen's price all the way up like yeah, I mean, they said the the polls isn't accepting around two pick. I won't be surprised if some of these teams like San Francisco. I won't be surprised if he was the or Buffalo, San Francisco, and Buffalo. I won't be surprised if he was demanding a round one from them. Yeah, a low round one. I I believe that's what he was probably asking for, and they didn't want to budge. I like. He probably wanted a low round one and like a round three for him. Yeah. Which I mean, I actually wouldn't be terribly opposed to, but I would still prefer to keep him. Like, yeah. No, that's smart on his end. Yeah, Poles pulled a smart move despite literally everyone calling for his head because they don't actually understand how football front offices work. Um, but what, at least what Jalen is doing is he's, he's taking professionally and he's, he's going to play out the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I expect them. I get he said that he's not going to re-engage in negotiations. But They'll I do probably expect, pick up soon, yeah. I No, I expect in the offseason, if anything, and then I believe Poles will use the transition tag on him if nothing comes with that. Yeah. Um, and then I believe it was around 10-ish this morning, so everyone's already simmering over the Jalen stuff. A lot of people are waking up to the Jalen stuff. Um, around 10-ish, Brad Biggs tweets out that the Bears could be close to adding an edge rusher. 
Um, and the two big edge, edge rushers of uh, people speculated on were Washington's Montez Sweat and Washington's Chase Young. So, a lot of Bears fans expected it to be Young. He's uh, there's there were already rumors about him going to Chicago. There were um, a lot of um, people like pointing out that Fields good friends with Young, um, and they presumed that since Young was since Chase Young is younger, the Bears would want him more, but. That's not the case. The Bears instead decided to give Washington a second-round pick to get the better edge rusher in Montez Sweat. Let's talk about it. So, I get young. Like, I, I totally understand where everyone's coming from. But we got to take into account. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We also have to put into context. Young was later traded to San Francisco for a third-round pick. Yeah. I which... actually heard it's a uh... – Conditional. Oh yeah, condition. It's a conditional third. It's but second, yeah. So, with Young, most people view that as the fact that Chase Young is a his medicals aren't that good. That's what to probably turned the Bears off with the Florio rumor that came. We're out already through the hell and back, so I don't think we want. Yeah. yeah. B. Most people view Young as a rental for San Francisco and Montez Sweat as a guy that teams would be trading for to extend. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would say this just from speculation. And plus like what all the beat reporters are kind of like speculating. I would be sure that as soon as we sweat steps into that, uh, into house hall tomorrow, polls is calling him right to his office and they're going to start to work on an extension. Yeah. Because this trade, I've, I'm, I'm grading this trade, trade a B. If they don't extend Montez Sweat, it's an F minus. I'm sorry, yeah, it's terrible. But that's, that 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 would just be two years in a row of throwing away a second round pick. Though, honestly, if if they do extend him and it works out, he's worth the second round pick. He's better than any edge rusher will get in that second round. So, yeah. And I. People are concerned about his age, which is just the wrong way to go about. It. We traded for Mac when he was twenty nine, guys. <laughs> yeah, and look at the and look at what we had to give up for him, and everyone was praising us for doing that. Yeah. We, oh, Ryan Pace, you are such a god. You have saved us, Ryan Pace. Yeah. Don't well, get me wrong; they are two like they're on very different levels player wise. But Mac was twenty nine, and he still produced three straight Pro Bowls. Like, mm-hmm. I get everyone's like, "Oh, Mac never actually." Did really good outside of his first game. Shut up, man. No, he was three straight Pro Bowlers, I think two straight All Pros. Um, yeah. He was, no, people really underrated his Bears career. He was like, um, and Edge Rushers weirdly age kind of well. Like, it's like, look at, look at Cam Jordan. All right. He's playing well into his late 30s right now. Like, yeah. Mac and, you know, JJ Watt played for a good while. Like, Edge Rushers. They play for a bit. But, like it's it's weird because you think it'd be one of those positions that kind of age out a little quicker, but no. No, it's a more premium position. Um yeah. after this, um, with the whole Monta sweat deal, half of Bears Twitter loved the move and half of Bears Twitter wanted Ryan Poles sent to the or wanted the guillotine ains uh reapproved for uh a po- uh, possible way of execution. To or, send Ryan Poles to. Or to close all of the Chicago Golden Corrals to hit him where it hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we just talk about this? 
How how did this happen? This is probably the most chaotic day in Chicago history. It's Halloween. We have a trade deadline with everyone on their fucking heels. Then you've got about six different times where it started to become a blizzard, and then about six different oh, times yeah. where it was sun out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was driving Chicago, home. Illinois. <laughs> I was driving home from school today, and I <laughs> it was like driving in the Arctic. <laughs> oh yeah, same. And then and then I. I I had to drive across town. I could not. I literally, there's an intersection right in front of one of the one of the high schools. Yeah, could not. I not my school, but I'm in front of the. I'm in that intersection. The high school is maybe about fifty feet in front of me. I could not see the school. It it and then about five minutes later, it was clear. It's yeah. It's so weird. It, it, it's it's the Chicago cycle. Everything chaotic always happens around Halloween. So I guess I guess Mother Nature is blessing us with the frozen tundra a little early this year. Woohoo. Um Oh yeah, also um in the midst of everyone celebrating over Ian Rappaport's tweet at about two thirty that Jalen Johnson was expected to remain in Chicago, the Packers decided to randomly sell off. <laughs> yeah, we're still Douglas is a bill. Um Yeah, that was a random Viking. In light of Kirk Cousins injury. Um Oh yeah, that's right. Kirk Cousins uh his Achilles went boop. And uh, pulled in Aaron Rodgers on Sunday, uh, conveniently against Green Bay. Um, they so, still won, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they they did, obviously. Which is really funny. Um, Jordan Love is garbage. Um, yeah. If we do not beat the Packers on Week 18, man. Tank Bowl. <laughs> like, I generally think that this team right now would beat the Packers, even in this weird-ass state we are in. But, yeah. We just got to make sure Luke Getzi is nowhere near Lambeau Field that day. Oh, Lord. We'll just send Montez Sweat to get Jordan Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Green Bay fans are already done with Jordan Love. Yeah, that was quick. So, yeah. Anyways, so the Bears wound up adding Montez Sweat. That was the only move they made at this deadline. Um, Apart from trading Chase Claypool for a six-round pick in 2025, I forgot about that, uh, to mention that earlier, but they did that right after the Washington game. Dolphins fans already don't like him. Yeah, they already want him gone. Mm-hmm. And he already acted like he did something when he caught one pass for three yards, and he celebrated on Instagram, I won a game. <laughs> oh, Lord. I I hope Montez Sweat is better, but... I, oh, he is. I, yeah. I, I am already telling you, I get there's a lot of PTSD around the Claypool trade just because we gave up a second-round pick. This is a completely different scenario. Montez Sweat's actually put up production in his career consistently, and he's also not a guy that will go model in Paris for about three weeks in the offseason. I'm just concerned that the Matt Eberflus defense has, like, n- like neutered edge rushers. Like, Doesn't Washington run a 4-3-2? They do. They do. They okay, have- yeah. So, so Sweat's yeah. going to be in a familiar spot. Familiar good- spot. It's just – Instead of playing next to Jonathan Allen, he's playing next to Justin Jones, which is an issue. But he's also playing next to Big Man Billings. Big Man Billings. I and hopefully Gervon Jervon Dexter. I, I really want him to see more snaps. Yeah. I really, really do. I'll also mention this. I will, I think Montez Sweat coming in is actually going to mean we'll see more in Gakway sacks. Yeah, because he has an actual threat on the other side. Yeah, exactly. So Ngakwe is going to reach that random sack threshold that he'll 
have. Oh, yeah, and Eddie Jackson wasn't traded at the deadline, too, because there's a lot of floating around. Eddie Jackson has started and played one full game this season. Yeah, it's been rough. It, I, I, and I feel bad. I feel awful because, like, that's my favorite bear. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's trash. But in all actuality, he's only played one game. <laughs> and he it, did good last year. He's played one game, sucks, and everyone's calling him trash. It might be time to. I, that's going to hit hard. Yeah. Now watch Eddie come back this week and absolutely light up everything. That would be awesome. but We need that. We need that, Eddie. But he just keeps getting hurt. Just goes to show you, maybe you should not tweet out some stuff. <laughs> like, I'm going to have the best season of my the safe, the safe, safety uh, safety season. Of, I have one of the best safety seasons of all time. Yeah. And then wind up injured. Injured. I mean, I feel bad for him because, like, he obviously said how high expectations about that. <laughs> Adam Rank just Adam Rank tweeted, "Sure, Montez Sweat is a premium pass rusher, but a second round pick could be anything, even a premium pass rusher." Yeah. Oh my but- God, this one dude, Michael Lombardi, he is so. <laughs> this dude is so dumb. He tweeted, he covers the Bears, and he's like. Sweat gets a sack in week 17 to win the game for the Bears. They celebrate their fifth one of the season. Everyone is happy with the franchise, as now the Bears are picking eighth overall in the draft and, are, and out of the QB Derby. Brilliant. Well, Mr. Lombardi, why don't you take a look at the Panthers pick and who owns that pick? I also don't like this whole tank mentality anymore. I'm just done with it. Like, Yeah, I hate that. We'll let Carolina do the tanking for us. That's what the – yeah, we're, I'm done with the whole tank mentality, dude. I'm so sick of losing. Like, I just, like – it hurts. It hurts so much. Yeah, I I cannot I cannot keep losing. Oh, do I also need to mention that um um apparently a report came out that Trace Young is an undisciplined player. Yeah, and Young uh, Swat is a very good edge rusher. It's just. I I am so sick of this team right now. If I'm being honest, I'm so I'm so sick of losing. That's what yeah. I'm sick of. And can we really actually be honest? Does Matt Eberflus get fired this season? I I I'm not even sure that even happens. We can pick up a four-three defensive coordinator off the street. I'm sorry, whatever. Like, I sure hope so. They're gonna explain that Ibrafus did not have the chance to pick his quarterback. I don't want him to get that chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather let I'd rather let Justin play out the season, and then have new head coach with a offensive background come in and uh, pick his own quarterback. If it's Justin, it's Justin. If it's Bajan for some reason, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Why not? If it's Caleb, it's Caleb. If it's JJ McCarthy, well, then maybe you should. We maybe should you should consider because we are not drafting him. If it's um, if it's Nathan Peterman, you are the guy. You're the chosen. <laughs> no, if we draft JJ McCarthy, they're like, you know what's better than one Tyson patient? 
Two Tyson Vengeance. <laughs> Except the second one came in the first round and not from D2 Shepard. Tyson Bajan is great value for where he was picked at. The problem is they're going to pick him again in the first round. <laughs> I'm, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tyson Bajan selected in the XFL draft? It might have. I'm not sure. Oh, no, that was Malik Cunningham. Yeah. And then he didn't sign with them because he got signed to the Patriots. The Patriots are in a weird spot also. Yeah, they should take Bill Belichick is in a is doing some weird shit. Two weeks ago, he signs Malik Cunningham off their practice squad to a three week contract. Two weeks later, Malik Cunningham has been released. <laughs> this man does not know what he is doing at GM anymore. He never. Either was. that, or he instilled his dog as full time GM. Oh, fuck. He instilled his dog as full as full time GM. Yeah, he never was a good GM, to be honest. No, they just put him at GM because. He just kind of inherited. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of inherited the roster built upon the pieces he had, and just coached really well. Yeah, he's a terrible first round drafter. Like it's it's honestly crazy. Like Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Cole Strange, Nikhil Harry. Oh my God, that's right. He picked Cole Strange. <laughs> In the first round. And he also picked Tyquan Thornton in the second round when I had a six-round draft grade on him. Yeah, it's... He's not a good GM. I wonder what Treston Ebner's up to these days. Hopefully nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Travis Beller, seventh-round pick, um, got signed by Atlanta today. So He is no more. It's unfortunate. He had a good character and was a good story. Wait a second. I get he had no connection to him whatsoever beforehand with the Bears. But we've been heisted again by Ryan Pace. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, this man, even though he has absolutely zero connection to Travis Bell, decides, hey, look at the Bears. They have this seventh-round defensive tackle that's a project that they're developing. Why don't I just take that for myself? And unfortunately, Pace's eye for defensive talent is actually re- pretty good. It's... And so we probably just lost out on a talented player. Fuck. <laughs> it's his offensive that needs a little work. Yeah, Pace could have been like head of defensive scouting or something like that. I wish Matt Eberfus would just accept a demotion to defensive coordinator. He won't, but it'd be it'd be nice. It would be fun if he just resigned as head coach to become defensive coordinator since we don't actually have a defensive coordinator because he realizes maybe this whole head coaching thing is not for him. And then he goes on and coaches the Bears defense to actually being good because they've actually been decent under him, um, except for when everyone got hurt. Kind of like remember the Titans situation. Yeah. Do you guys uh, do you remember um, when we had um, Ryan or no, not Ryan Pace? Um, who was that one guy that we had that we wanted to? Ex- it, no, it was Ryan Pace when we wanted Ryan Pace to accept the motion in the front office. Yeah, oh, the scouting, the head of scouting. Yeah, that wasn't gonna happen. That was never. That was never gonna happen. And then people actually thought he was gonna get promoted, and then he got fired. <laughs> 
I was gonna. I was a little surprised he got fired. Just I was play. honestly a little surprised. Yeah. I thought he was gonna stick around in the organization. But now we have Mr. Kevin Warren instead, and he is not happy. Oh, he is pissed. <laughs> you could you could tell. After... First of all, that's a huge difference that he was actually at the game. Yeah. Because not only is he, a he's probably well his main business was probably to be there was probably because let's check out SoFi because we're trying to build a new stadium and this is a recent stadium. Let's check this out and see what, what this is all about. And B, oh, we just so happen to be playing at SoFi. Why not go to the game and let's watch us stink it up? <laughs> <laughs> because even though Kevin Warren actually has nothing to do with the football aspect of things, he wants the football to fucking win. <laughs> this is a business. He wants the money. Oh, by the way, uh, current update on the new stadium situation. There isn't one, and there probably won't be. <laughs> um, yeah, they've demolished Arlington Heights situation. Um, when I went, when I drove by there about a month ago, um, that place was no more. Um, it's now just empty land. But Arlington Heights is now raising taxes, and so the Bears are deciding. Hey, maybe we should actually fuck off from here and go somewhere else. And um, new locations are Naperville, um, Country Club Hills, Boo. Um, I believe Juliet offered, which honestly, there's a huge property right there that Juliet could easily house the Bears. The problem is. As soon as you pass that, you're going into fucking farmland. Um, I've driven down there many times. Um, not to see NASCAR, but yeah. Um, they have a big property there that could actually fit the Bears. And I, But again, the problem is, like I said, there's absolutely zero public transportation out to Joliet. Yeah. Like, at least with Arlington Heights, you have a train station. Hell, let's look at the places. Naperville has a train station. Aurora has a train station. Orland Park has a train station. Joliet has nothing. <laughs> because it sucks. You might as well just go down and put the Bears back in Decatur. Or, you know. Or, you know, they could dabble around in some Kankakee. Yeah. I mean, Soldier Field's a lost cause. I, I honestly don't even know what they can do to fix it. Like... They could go dabble around in some sandwich, Illinois. Honestly, I feel like. Yeah. Let's see. What are other? Let's let's take a look at other cities that could. Let's look at where the Bears could relocate to. Um. So we've got. Let's see. We've got Arlington Heights. Um. There's the possibility of. Like, force wanting them now. I don't think they move outside the Chicago metropolitan area. I'm going to be honest. If, if they do, it's going to be outrage. Well, the first I could see them, like, realistically speaking, like a team, like a location where they could possibly move to. The furthest I could see them going would be Aurora. Yeah. Which is, like, right by me. Um, but I would could not see them moving out anywhere further because pa- once you get past Aurora, it turns into emptiness. Yeah, there's Illinois stops like you know when you load a game too quickly and the background's not loading. Yeah, I mean you can literally see on the map that it just stops. Yeah, that's the, like there's literally just farm like 
yeah. Arms and occasional civilization. Uh, yeah, there's occasional civilization near the river, a little bit around St. Louis and a little around Peoria, but that's it. We could go. We could move to Danville, Illinois. <laughs> oh no way in hell they moved to Rockford either. By the way, so those like three people that mentioned that. Oh, the Bears can move to Rockford. Um, get that out of your mind. Let's 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 talk about Soldier Field because like, oh, there's nothing they can do. No, Soldier Field. Um, it's not the Bears. I'll say this by twenty. 20- 30, I doubt, I think the Bears are out of Soldier Field. I do too. Now, unfortunately, that 2027 year that we thought the Bears could hit with a new stadium, that's probably not happening. I mean, how long did it take SoFi to build? I think they started that when? 2017, I think? Mm-hmm. That stadium didn't open until COVID year. I knew the Raiders stadium was built kind of quickly, though. Yeah, that was a more compact design. SoFi is a really, like, big area. Like, yeah. they finished the stadium, but then after that, they had all the other, like, shopping districts that they had to do, which the Bears want. So, realistically speaking, I don't think the Bears are really up and fully running with that shit until 2040. 2040? At least in terms of, like, everything is done. Whoa, 2040. I don't know. I think no. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying, like, the whole city. No, I, the same thing is done a lot quicker. I'm just saying if they want to do something like around SoFi, like, where they have, like, a bunch of, like, shopping districts, it's okay. going to take them a while. Yeah, I think they'll be moved in by 2030. But, yeah, that, that's real. But 2030, they'll be moved into a new stadium. It might just take them a little while. I'd say more of, like, 2035 would probably Dude. be where all that stuff's done. I'll be 35 and 24. I'm going to be taking my kids to that, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> or we could just move to Inglewood, California. <laughs> Grandpa Kevin Warren is <laughs> finally done with the stadium. I'm not going to lie. I did, I'm looking at a map right now. I did not know that Inglewood is actually southwest of downtown Los Angeles. I thought it was, like, out east. No. No, it's... This Los Angeles metropolitan area is, like, weird. Yeah. <sighs> it's kind of funny, because if you look at SoFi Stadium, it kind of looks like it was built in the shape of the old Rams logo. A little, yeah. And the Rams ended up changing their logo when they moved in, and uh, the Chargers also play there now. I, I think we built – I don't think we built, like, SoFi, though, because SoFi is yeah. built in design. And that is just asking for disaster in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's closed. Apparently, they're not going to put a retractable roof on it. So. Yeah, I think it's a closed design. I think it's going to be more like what Minnesota has. I'm fine with it. I would be like, I, yeah, I would be perfectly fine with that. When they say, oh, we're going to lose the cold advantage. What advantage have we what had? What advantage has the cold given us since 2018? <laughs> Like, I'm generally serious. I believe 2018 is the only year of my life that we've actually experienced a bear weather advantage. Because I was like, oh, we have bear weather. Yeah. Well, guess what? Green Bay is north of us. Minnesota, their facilities are outside. They're north of us. Detroit is a shithole. But guess what? (laughs) They're actually north of us. Like, generally considering our entire division is north of Chicago, and everyone thinks we have bear weather. Because we're no. right in the lake. 
Uh, newsflash, there's a reason the thing is called Green Bay. <laughs> also, like, have we ever, like, scored more than, like, 21 points in cold weather in recent years? Um, um, well, we played the Giants a couple years back, we did, but that's all because of the defense. Yeah, that doesn't count. Um, let's see, so, 20... 20- 19, or no, 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 let's see, 2022, we did not do such thing. We came close against Philly, surprisingly, but. Really? Oh, yeah. We, we scored did. 20 against them. Yeah. Um, 2021, um, no, again, though, Fields was hurt. Um, 2020, um, let me think, did we play? We had that three-game win streak at the end of the year. I'm trying to remember who the second who the game we played was that wasn't Houston or Jacksonville. It was another shitty team. Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Minnesota. Um. Yeah, that that game probably decided who went to the playoffs. Um. Let's see. So, no, we didn't actually do anything in 2020. 2019, we played. Um, One sec. I'm back. Okay. There was so, uh, someone toilet paper in our house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, what, was he a member of the Bears organization? Uh yeah, it was it was it was Al Qaeda Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, so I'm scrolling through all the Bears games right now. Um let's see. The last time we scored twenty one plus points at Soldier Field in December was that Giants game, but obviously that Giants game was the fucking twenty twenty one New York Giants. Um so we ended up scoring twenty one points. Or actually no, it was actually the last time we actually scored more than twenty one in December at at Soldier Field was um against the Texans in twenty twenty when we scored thirty six on them. Oh really? Yeah. But I don't know if you remember that was like the Mitch Legacy game. That was the Dave Montgomery legacy game. Yeah, yeah. With the eighty yard run. Yeah. Oh, that was also during the Bears random three week or four week no. Five week insanity offensive run where they scored like thirty points three times. Mitch Mania, never forget. Yeah, they also scored thirty against the Lions. But let's just hypothetically say that COVID season that was weird. So that obviously like does not really count that much. You just go back to December fifth of twenty nineteen, Bears versus Cowboys Thursday night football. The Bears scored thirty one points that game. Oh yeah, that is the last time. If you do not include COVID year that the Bears scored 21-plus points at home in December. And then the next Bears home game, the last Bears home game of that year, 26-3 loss to the Chiefs. Yeah. I don't even think in 2018 we dropped. No, we dropped 24 in Green Bay. That's right. So it's not too much of a drastic advantage. Like, it's just. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what other game I forgot? I forgot we played the Niners in 2018. Oh, yeah. No, we played that in San Fran, right? Yeah, that was the San Fran. That was the last time we went to San Fran. I remember that was like a few days before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, that was I have second to last week of the season. I have really vivid memories of that game. I don't know why. I like, don't really have any memories. That was just a random that was, well that game's final score was 14-9, so it wasn't much like, of I remember what I was like doing. I just don't remember the game. Like I remember like like in deep like cuz it was just so close to Christmas maybe, but it's yeah. like it's like how I remember, like, when we last played the Titans at home. Yeah, yeah. Remember how, like, three dudes dropped, like, three passes in a row from Matt Barkley? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Our offense, the bear weather does not have any impact. So, stop making that argument. Someone said Vilas Jones is the scariest thing on the Bears off and the Bears are in Chicago this today. <laughs> Check your candy, everyone. We found Matt Canada's offense for the Steelers. <laughs> People need to stop hiring offensive minds named Matt. Check, check your check your candy, everyone. You could you could end up finding a wild Luke Getsy in them. Oh, run screen, God! Luke Getsy's screen formation is the is the um, it's the scariest movie of all time. I I don't even call it a screen because a screen implies there's blocking. It's just a blow up. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Is that all we had to cover for this one? Oh, also, um, the Bulls are somehow worse than we thought. Yeah. Zach Levine dropped 50 points, and we lost by 16. And we still lost to that game. It's the Pistons. We hadn't lost in like five years. I'd love to go in depth on this this, because I – Basketball is my second sport. Sometimes the first, depending on how terrible. Baseball is my second sport, but obviously that's not going in season. Right now, because I cannot watch Bulls basketball. Oh my God, Bulls basketball! Okay, let's let's start off with uh with good old, good old Patrick Williams, buddy boy. My God, Bud thinks he's getting two hundred million. He's his ass could not his ass could be lucky to gain two hundred dollars. Dude, you need to like score points. Please. Pat Williams has averaged. Pat Williams is averaging five points per game right now. Oh, my God. He's averaging less points than Andre Drummond. Uh, what else? Oh, DeMar missed uh, three game-winning free throws. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And they still won that game because Caruso's clutch. The Caruso. Um, I would assume we also, why the fuck did you extend this dude? He sucks. Kobe White's good, kind of, sort of, not really, but we'll figure it out. Zach Levine um, is... Vooch has actually had a couple master classes out of nowhere. Yeah, Zach Levine took a second, but now he's he's really good again, as usual. Um, Didn't he have a stinker the other night? No, I he thought he had a stinker game. last night. It was like 23 points. Uh, Yeah, 23 points. Yeah, but Vooch yeah. carried the team on his back. No, Vooch had a great game, yeah. Um, Demar's been pretty good. 
Uh, Dalen Terry is still a cheerleader, by the way. Dalen Taylor needs to see the court for some reason. He's just not getting there. Um, He's back on the G League team now. Who we, oh, Julian Phillips. Julian Phillips looked good in preseason, but he's never going to see the floor because of Billy Donovan's yeah. terrible. Rotations. Oh, my God. Let's talk Billy Donovan. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God, do I hate. I think I, I – we need to stop hiring old white dudes with great. Billy Donovan is going to get you to the playoffs. The promise is going to get you to the seventh seed in the first round bounce. What is- Billy Donovan is reminding me why I don't want the Bears to really actually be mediocre. mediocre. <laughs> Billy Donovan is is maybe the worst. No, not the worst thing that ever happened. I mean, that's that's. He's let's, still, let's not forget who was the head coach before him. He's a massive upgrade over that dude. That's true, but it's just so his schemes are just so unbelievably frustrating. Like we live and die by the mid range, which is a really inefficient way to play basketball in 2023. <laughs> like, dude, scheme some threes, please. God, I'm begging you. It would have been so funny if they just added Harden to that locker room. Oh, my God. It would have been all over. <laughs> Good Lord. Lonzo Ball really was what held that locker room together. Sucks, yeah. man. God, if um, only he didn't get hurt. Well, we're four games in. I'm not opposed to blowing it up. Oh, yeah. I'm not opposed. They've been trying to trade Levine for years. I don't think they've been – I honestly can't. Ever since this front office came in, they've been trying to trade Levine. They were, they, they were trying to trade Levine before he even signed his extension, but because they couldn't trade him, they couldn't, like, lose him for nothing. So they signed him to an extension because, hey, the fan base would get pissed. I think – Thank we, you, AK. I think we should honestly move from DeMar and just kind well, of – Well, yeah, that's the smart thing to do. But yeah. the problem is this team, they want their own guy. Demar is their guy. Levine is the old is Garpax guy. Well, the Garpax guy is significant. Like it's just is it he just Ryan Poles? <laughs> Does he just want everything on this team to be his and not? Oh, I, this is something else I want to talk about. Um, why are we throwing Cole Komet under the bus? <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Cole Komet's a chill guy. He's what? actually doing some decent things. Get ten catches on Sunday. He's the ninth highest tight paid tight end. He's not even like calm down, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, but you prioritize the commit extension over him. Yeah, well, guess what? If we didn't extend commit, who would be extended right now? Yeah, like it, it, it also helped that commit just made extensions really fucking simple. We gave him one offer, he took it, and we're done. Like it's not like. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a good offer. The odds the deal is good for his value. It's gonna. Look good once all the the younger tight ends start getting paid. He's gonna go from like ninth highest paid to like fifteenth highest paid in a couple of years, which yeah. is gonna be a great value. By every metric, he's a top ten tight end. He's getting paid like a top ten tight end. I don't know what, yeah. the, like it's this is like remove that from your from the Jalen Johnson situation. These are two very different things. Komet showed. I opened up Twitter and the first thing I see is a big three of Embiid, um, this random Philly guy, and then Zach Levine. Oh no. That uh, that makes me sick. If I actually hate Philly more than I do Milwaukee at this point, I really, really do not like the 76ers. Oh, oh, Eric Lambert posted a new mock offseason. Let's go through this. Oh no. We remember the last one, right? When he picked predicted the Bears to take both Caleb Williams and Jordan Travis <laughs> in the first four rounds. 
Let's see. Okay. Cutting Cody Whitehair. Okay, good. Cutting Velas Jones. Cutting Dominique Robinson. Um, extending Montez Sweat, four years, $84 million. Extending Jalen, four years, $72 million. Now, here's the thing, Lambert. I don't think Jalen takes that deal. I think he wants more. Extending Cairo. Okay, that's fine. Lucas Patrick extension. So that's a move. <laughs> EQ extension. I'm fine with that. Josh Blackwell extension. Greg Stroman extension. Dylan Cole extension. What has this guy done? I don't think he's seen the field. And he's taking up the worst, the most heinous and tragic parties. He's he's using a really cool number to do nothing. 55, <laughs> dude. That's such a badass number. And you're using it to be a special teamer. Yeah, and then obviously we, re- we renew our uh, Pat Scales contract. Um, okay. Sign T. Higgins. Honestly? Sign some defensive tackle from Baltimore. Look, if if the draft... Trade down with the Patriots, get Olu Fushanu and Laitu Latu. If, draft like... Xavier Leggett, a wide receiver from South Carolina. No, okay, that's where I disagree. Like, I'd agree to sign... Draft a center... With third round, Cedric Von Prahn, okay. Draft a two-lane quarterback in the fourth round. Wait, are we keeping fields in this situation? I guess so. Um, Draft a tight end from Iowa in the fourth, too? What? Draft a guard from Ohio State in the fifth? Okay, I've, I've had enough of Lambert <laughs> losing my brain cells. Guard is not the need right now. It's the most unrealistic mock offseason I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't. I just. What if we just give up? <laughs> All right. I think it might be time to start wrapping this up. Yeah. Um. Also, what do we do with Mooney? Let him play out the contract. I don't think he's getting resigned. I'm going to be honest. I think this might be it. Yeah. Sucks, but whatever. It yeah. sucks because Poles mentioned him as one of the core pieces when he came in, and all three of those pieces are going to be gone within the next <laughs> two years. The only one I could, like, really understand is Monty. No, he didn't mention Monty. The ones oh. he mentioned were Fields, Mooney, and Roquan. Oh, yeah. No, that's rough. All right, I think that's going to be enough for this one. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, oh, let's give our quick JP Ults Awards for all four games. Oh, man, okay. Um, okay, JP Ults for Washington. Um, Lucas, uh, oh, Cody, no, who is, yeah, Lucas Patrick for taking meaningful snaps away from Tevin Jenkins. What the hell? Yeah, um. Oh. Vikings game. Um, I'd like to give it to everyone. Um, I'd like to give it to Larry Borm specifically. Yeah, Larry Borm would be the answer. Um, Raiders game. I'd like to give it to Larry Borm again. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> yeah. And Chargers game. I'd like to give it to everyone, but um, I'd like to give it to Larry Borm again. I yeah, I think I'll go Larry Borm. I think I'll go Larry Borm and Cody White here. <laughs> Actually, wait, who was that one? No, Tyreek Stevenson. Thirteen targets, twelve catches allowed. Come on, man. I'm yeah. sorry if you're you're a rookie. I get it, but like, Jesus, dude. Come on. All right. 
yeah, that's going to be it for this one. Um, Adios. Yep. See you guys.